right, that's Mars by the Lund Brother. Welcome to part two of the Northwest Conversion Zone show. Uh, we're here each and every week. Big D here with you, and thanks for joining us in part two. <clears throat> we've uh, we've been doing this for a while now, and I think it's working nicely. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's good because we break it up. We don't have one big long show, and uh, so for thanks for chiming in, Double D. That was stellar, man. Yes, I am. <laughs> he knows one word. Yes. Yes, that's all. <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. Well, hey, um, there's we got a lot of talented comedians uh, around the South Sound area, and we've had a lot of them on our show. But there's one that stands up among them all, and he was one of the first guests that we, uh, comedian-wise anyway, that we ever had on our program. And he has a brand-new CD out, and we thought it was time to bring him back. And so we had a little chat with him. All right, everybody, our next guest on the big show today is a favorite of ours. You know we love the comics, and we've had several in here. And i got to tell you about our next guest. Uh, of all the comics that we have uh, who roll through here, give this guy complete credence and props because he is basically the king of comedy in the South Sound and in the Northwest. And I'm, of course, talking about Gabriel Rutledge, who is uh, out of Olympia, and he... Performs all around the Northwest and South Sound and the U.S. Was also on Comedy Central's uh, Live at Gotham. He's the king of comedy in our hearts. Gabe, how's it going, buddy? Good. That's a hell of an intro, though. Now I'm nervous. <laughs> There's no need to be <laughs> nervous. I, I could tone. I could tone it down. <laughs> <laughs> he's not bad. Is better. That, keep the expectations. He's all right. Though. Yeah. No, I'm serious. I uh, we have been out to see your show. That was nice of you. That was nice of you guys. Oh, no. We uh, we enjoy it. Uh, I think, didn't you stop in at the Taste of Tacoma Double D and yep, see a little I did, bit? I yeah. Did see Double so, D Double D was there. There's nothing better than comedy outdoors during the day in a food festival. Let's, <laughs> what could be better as a performer? Everyone's riveted. CNC Music Factory blasting next to me. <laughs> Everybody dance now. Like, now for comedy. Like, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But, uh, you know, when we've come out to see you, it's, um, first of all, you're very, very funny. There's just no doubt about that. And uh, like I said, we've had lots of comics come through here who uh, have said they've learned so much from you. They admire you. They, uh, you know, they, that you have helped them in many ways that you probably don't even realize. But I want to say that <laughs> I truly believe you're the master of controlling the audience of uh people get out of control at comedy shows sometimes they're a little liquored up and they like to participate or be the show yes and gabe knows how to handle them tell us how you mastered that because it is it is an art and a craft and it is fun to watch well that this is uh that it doesn't always go well i mean you caught, <laughs> you caught me on a good one but it's a very difficult thing because I'm very uh, friendly. My act is fairly a friendly guy. And if I get actually mad, if I actually like, hey, shut the hell up, like where'd the friendly chubby guy go and no one's, <laughs> no one's happy. So I did learn that early on. If I actually get mad, show's over. That's too big a hole to dig out of. So I, even when I make fun of them, usually they're drunk. So it's like I can make fun of them. And they don't know I'm making fun of them. <laughs> and so it's this but weird... But their friends do. Their friends do, but they usually like it. I mean, usually the guy I make fun of the most uh, after the show comes up and loves me. Right. And even though I just insulted his entire uh, lineage. <laughs> but I'm not... It's not like I'm an insult comic or whatever. It's just like if... if, if, uh, if a, at a perfect show, I won't talk to the crowd at all. 
you just know, do your thing. Yeah, if they're just listening, I'm not gonna, you know, hey, where are you from? Or right. nice sweater or <laughs> whatever. But you know, you do have to. Uh, because I think a lot of comics come on too strong mm-hmm. in the beginning. Can you swear on this show? I forget. Absolutely. In the beginning, it's like somebody will say one little thing or order a drink too loud, and they'll be like, hey, shut the fuck up. And then it's like, whoa. Yeah, yeah everyone, whoa, everyone, hang whoa, on. whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, <laughs> hey, we got a babysitter for this. Calm down, you know? <laughs> so I, there, is, there is an art to uh, trying to keep control without being uh, mean about it, but on a good night, it works. Yeah, no, it was, uh, I mean, when we saw you up in Bonnie Lake, uh, there was a crowd, I don't know where they came from, there was a- Bonnie a, Lake, I think. Yeah, probably, <laughs> you're all right. But they were, there were like two tablefuls, and there, I mean, it was probably like 10 or 15 people, and they were trashed. Yeah. And um, it was very fun to watch you um, just sort of manipulate the situation in your favor and carry on with the show. And uh, so kudos to you for that. Thank now, uh, I know <clears throat> I know you say, you know, you stand up in front of a crowd and you do your thing and that's a perfect night. But I also know there are nights when it's not so great. And I was reading your blog and let's talk about Butte, Montana. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> where they're waiting. It's like, what did you say? There were like uh, 20 people there. And then by the end, there's like 200 or whatever. They're all waiting to dance. Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, that happens. I think that was actually Idaho Falls. Oh, that was Idaho Falls. The next thing was Butte, Montana. Yeah. Idaho Falls is one of those, if you're a Northwest comic, it's kind of a legendary hell gig <laughs> as far as uh, it's been there forever and no one knows why. Like, no one listens to the comedy show there at all. They, you know, they charge five bucks or whatever. People come in, and then as the show, the comedy show goes on, more and more people come in to dance afterwards. Right. So by the end of the show... It's just people are talking, people are yelling, they're high fiving. There's a fight. There's bottles breaking. There's and you're just literally talking to yourself. You're just you know you could be. But in a way, that's the easiest money you can make, right? If you if you go into it knowing that's going to happen, right? You're but if fine. you don't know, but the first time at the first time I went there, it was you know it's soul crushing. You're like, what am I doing? <laughs> and then and then in Butte, Montana, the next night, uh, <laughs> you always hope for a good bounce back show after a, a bad show but that one no one was there because there was it was uh evil knievel days what i guess he's from butte i didn't know i did not know that yeah i didn't either so they celebrate the evil one they celebrate the evil one it's like they're all drunk outside so no one is going to the bar that night so there was no one there and so the bartender's like well you're drinking with me and she starts pouring shots and i'm like all right you know, <laughs> went in butte. <laughs> so I, you know, I start, drink like a butte man. Why not? So I'm, you know, I'm doing shots. We're having a good time. We're hanging out. And then like an hour later, like four people wander in and she's like, all right, time to go time for the show. <laughs> and they, they weren't even there for the show. Uh, they were just staring at me. It was like, and the bartender was like, do your dirtiest jokes, which is like, well, I'm not a joke book. I'm not, you know, I'm not, right. you know. So you could do if, the aristocrat joke. Yeah, exactly. I should have. I should have. But <laughs> they probably never seen that. They wouldn't even know what's going on, right? <laughs> no, they, I'm sure they wouldn't have. So yeah, that was uh, that wasn't the best road trip of my life. But well, now right. let's talk about uh, your travels around uh, our fine state of Washington. And of course, you know you, you do a lot in the South Sound, and um, I know you do the comedy underground in Tacoma, and you have a gig coming up at the Liberty Theater on October 14th in Puyallup. What's it like performing in the South Sound? Um, it's, I guess I, I love it. Cause it's, you know, 
first of all, first of all, I get to drive home at night and sleep. Yes. But even besides that, it's like um, even though everywhere is pretty much the same. You when I'm home, I know everyone knows what I'm talking about. There's no uh, having to explain. You know, we all live in the same community, so that just makes it a little easier. Right. Although it's not like when I go to wherever Minnesota, I do an entirely different act about Minnesota or anything. But it's still, you know. But so that is interesting. Now, when you go to Minnesota, because I I know you're heading there on the 15th through the 17th. Yeah. You show up there. Is they it heard more... about Butte, so they were uh... <laughs> they're like, hey, bring him out. <laughs> he drinks a lot and tells dirty jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Not well, but. <laughs> When you go to Minnesota, as opposed to here, because you can do some homegrown humor here, you can talk mm-hmm. about issues, locations, uh, you know, the quirks that we all have as Northwest people. You go to Minnesota, that's a whole different uh, different region, different folks, and so forth. Do you have to do more, um, for lack of a better word, generic uh, topic-type comedy? You have to pull out like the family comedy, things that people can relate to more? Well, I don't do a lot of current event political stuff anyway, but... Uh I don't know. They kind of want you to uh, do local comedy. Like when you go into a town I've never been to before, they'll say like, oh, by the way, uh, this is the town you should make fun of. <laughs> they'll like just tell me, like they're just assuming I'm going to be like, where are you from? Fill in the blank. You know, like <laughs> right. wherever wherever that town is, <laughs> which this is what I've learned from traveling, I don't know, 40 states or so. Uh, no matter where you live, allegedly, there's a much shittier place nearby. Oh, absolutely. The there's absolute, always a rival town. Yeah, there's always, and then that town has another town, and that, no yeah. matter where you, even in Montana, tinier towns than Butte, it's like, you know, you know they always have sheep jokes. You know, <laughs> hey, where were you last night? <laughs> you know, it's like, I was just there. They said your town had that problem. <laughs> Maybe people who live in glass trailers shouldn't throw stones anyway. But. <laughs> uh, so the new CD is titled Sometimes Laughing Hurts. And this laughter. Came, sometimes laugh, Laughter Hurts. Sometimes Laughter sure. Hurts. I'm sorry. No problem. Uh, sometimes Laughter Hurts. And it came out, I believe, in July. Is that correct? Um, or somewhere in the, in the recently, summer. Yeah. It came out in the summer. And uh, this is available on iTunes and I, Amazon. You can probably pick them up at your shows. Sure. Where or, else can people get uh, this? GabrielRutledge.com also. Perfect. Yeah. See, ding, plug. Good for you. <laughs> Gabriel for, Rutledge. For it's a wonderful website, folks. It really is. It's a lot of fun. And uh, he has, <laughs> you got to read his blog because Gabe has a wonderful way of writing that just cracks me up. I, I check in occasionally and uh, get caught up on Gabe's mind, basically. I've, uh, I've, I'm posting less because I'm doing, I'm trying, kind of trying to do a little more personal year-long blog. Yes, uh, and, and to put in book form, but uh, we'll see. Now, are you uh, are you pretty active on Facebook? Sure. Yeah. I actually, I'm more of a uh, MySpace guy. I, no, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Friendster. I'm still on Friendster. I, I keep it real. I don't know all these kids yeah, in their MySpace. That but, crazy Facebook, man. It's going nowhere. That's, that's right. I'm on some very important bulletin boards. So there's there's a lot of exciting things happening for me. Uh, for my, you ever, do you go to MySpace on occasion? No, just it's, like, like, it's like a canyon. Hello, I hello, know. hello. There's like little Anybody there, there, screensaver there. tumbleweeds going across. <laughs> <laughs> it's rough and it's all metal bands no offense to metal bands or, or rap bands it's, it's all, like, all it is it's all it is which, <laughs> but i'm on facebook constantly but i never about three times a day i almost post something and then decide not to 
like or comment on someone else's. So you like to see the feeds rolling down. Yes. See what everybody else is doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But every time I every time I have an opinion, I regret it. Which <laughs> is which, remove. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Type it in, hit it. Oh no, no, no. Remove. That's such a thing for a married man to say, by the way. Every <laughs> every time I have an opinion, I regret it. But like they get in the way. Whatever you want, honey. That's but, right. <laughs> but it's just always I mean, you could you could put I like the color blue on Facebook, and it's 64 comments later. You're yes. an asshole. Like, yeah. what What happened? What's wrong with blue? You yeah. know, everybody's debating. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what kind of blue? What shade? I oh, know. Yeah. It's so I, 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 I enjoy These looking. These are people, like, with really no lives because I, uh, I you know, we, we work on Facebook. Sure. And we, we, we drop post our show or whatever, but um, I'll come home in the afternoon and kind of just go through old the old post of the day it's like do these people really have nothing else to do like i mean hi they just say i dropped my kids off i'm heading for ice cream now yeah and then like a half hour late just got done with ice cream i'm heading to pick up my kids it's like do we care i no (laughs) no we We don't don't. we really we really don't it's 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 constant it's constant food updates but it's a weird voyeurism too at the same time because if they weren't on there it would be empty yeah and you it's know? I don't I mean I guess everyone can kind of feel like they're a little bit famous like everyone is interested. Right. Yeah. How many people will comment on this comment? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, all right. Well, Gabriel Rutledge is our guest today, and he has uh, some gigs coming up that I uh, highly recommend. October fourteenth at the Liberty Theater in Puyallup. Um, if you feel like traveling, he will be in Minnesota. Where are you going to be in Minnesota? Do you remember? Uh, some place. Mini Ha Ha's Comedy Club. <laughs> Very good. Yes. 15th, 16th, and 17th. And then back in Tacoma on the 22nd and the 23rd at the Tacoma Comedy Underground, yes. which is uh, which is right located right downtown. And um, so those are some opportunities for you to catch Gabe. And also check out his new CD, Sometimes Laughter Hurts, right? Yes. Oh, got it that time. Uh, now, Gabe, I want to ask you real quick about, because um, the last time we had you on, which was a long time ago, and we want to thank you so much for coming in because we were pretty new at the time, actually, and you, you, you took, you know, you took a chance coming here. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of changes and so forth. But um, we talked about your growing up and how you had these uh, some, some kind of hip, sort of hippie yeah. folks, and your middle name is Antelope. That's correct, correct? Antelope. Yeah. So, some give us some, give the people who don't remember, who don't know, uh, some of that background because it is pretty fascinating. Uh, yeah, I had I had hippie parents. Uh, I mean, we were, my brother and I, we were born like out in the woods. Uh, my dad delivered us. There's not, no doctors around. There's no, it was like, you know. Well, it was he, a hippie commune it, type it, thing? Kind of. I think they broke off from the hippie commune, <laughs> which was like, <laughs> they had their own little Facebook drama back then, I guess. But like, <laughs> We're out of this. <laughs> that's right. Group that split off from everybody we else. We can make our own hummus. <laughs> but... <laughs> We got our own goat milk, but uh, and so we just lived way out in the woods. And then uh, uh, my parents kind of found Jesus, which is a weird uh, little switch in the middle of out yeah. of the wilderness experience. Apparently, he was under the bong the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> It's always the last place you look. Uh, people see Jesus in weird places. Exactly. Man. Pancakes, bongs, uh, whatever. If, if a tortilla can do it, so can a bong, I guess. Absolutely. But, <laughs> but, uh, Dude, this thing looks like Jesus. <laughs> I, 
couldn't see him. <laughs> but the antelope me. is what they told me is uh, is the name of a Native American friend they had. Who this is purely speculation on my part. I'm assuming <laughs> it's a dealer of some kind or peyote. I don't know, something like that. But uh, they don't really. But couldn't he have been named like wolf or you know like something, something cool, more like manly? The, yeah, like something the lion. Less, something less roadkill. <laughs> Antelope. It would have been better. You're yeah, right. Yeah, no, it's a great last name. I think it's very funny, man. I, I, I dig that. It's great. Uh, it should be your stage name. I, I considered it, but then you're really committed to talking about your name every time you're every on stage. Every single time. Because there's no getting away. Like, you know, please welcome Antelope Rutledge. And then I just go like, you ever notice <laughs> weird commercials? They're like, hey, 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 your name's Antelope. Let's yeah. cover that first. You don't look like an antelope yeah. to me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, before we uh, check on out of here, about living in Olympia. You live in the South Sound. You live in Olympia. And I know you have a wife and a couple of kids. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, it's Olympia is a lovely place to live if you don't need activities <laughs> to enjoy yourself. It's actually a, a fine place. I don't, it's not a great showbiz town to live in. I won't uh, bullshit you about that, but it's uh, where the people I love live. I have a wife, I got two kids, and uh, it's fine. It's, it's, uh, plus this also, <laughs> there's, if you're going to be in a town, it's nice to be, you know, I can pretty confidently say I'm the biggest comedian in Olympia. Yeah, you know, absolutely. <laughs> There's yeah. very little, very little com- <laughs> competition for that. But Do they have a comedy club down there? No, they have a couple of bars that'll, couple do, of it that'll do it on occasion, which, okay. uh, which is fun, but it's... Uh, it's fine. I lie when I'm like in Minnesota sometimes or wherever I am. I'll be like, I'm from, I'm from Seattle. Se- I'm from Seattle. And they're yes. like, yes. Then I get caught though. I get caught by someone from Seattle. They're like, me too. What part? South. <laughs> very, very Down far the south. freeway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, real quick though, I want to ask you because uh, the last time you were in, you gave us your uh, son, I believe, had his favorite joke. Oh, yeah. Which was the uh, chicken. Well, it was how did the cactus get across the road? It was stuck to the chicken's butt. Yeah. Do we have a new, is he on to a new joke yet? Because uh, that was such a crowd pleaser and such a hit. (laughs) (laughs) He couldn't follow it. Yeah, he couldn't come up with anything else. (laughs) You're you're the cactus butt guy. It was a stigma. It It was a one-hit wonder. No, although he did, uh, I I was fishing for a compliment from my son, and I got exactly what I deserved. Because I said, uh, I bet you're the only kid at school whose dad's been on Comedy Central. And he was like, yeah, but my friend Grant's dad is a firefighter. He saves people's lives, so that's more important than your job, right? <laughs> I know. I'm like, yeah. You know, Grant's dad's a hero. <laughs> but I was on Comedy Central, damn it. <laughs> I was like, well, has Grant's dad ever written a joke about how when you were younger you used to stick stuff on your butt? Because, yeah, I'm a hero too, all right? <laughs> you might be saving people, though. You never know. You never know who's at the comedy show that's just about to slit their wrist, and you make them laugh. And you save them, right? I guess. I guess. Anyway, Gabriel Rutledge is our guest uh, today. And everybody get out and see him October 14th, Liberty Theater in Puyallup. That's a great venue, by the way. Oh, it's, it's, be- it's a beautiful theater. It's a very, yeah. very cool place. Has a great vibe, and I know you're going to kill there. Uh, also, 22nd and the 23rd of October, Tacoma Comedy Underground. Also, his latest CD, Sometimes Laughter Hurts, which is on iTunes, Amazon, and wherever else you can get CDs. Gabe, thanks so much for for coming in. Best of luck, brother, and it's always good to see you. Thanks, guys. Everybody's looking to a drop down 
All right, on the show today, we have the Brotherhood of the Black Squirrel, Patrick, Jimmy, and Eric. How you guys doing? Great. Doing all right. Pretty Thanks good. for coming in today. Um, we've watched you guys grow up, man. Uh, we've been out to uh, uh, several different shows that you guys have played at, and uh, I'm glad to say that we are big fans, and it's been a fun process. It's been a good time watching you guys come together and gel as a band. Now, tell us how long you guys have actually been together. How long has the Brotherhood been a brotherhood? That's that's an interesting question. Uh, well, me and Eric, we, we've been through a lot of iterations. Me and Eric have been playing since early 2007, so coming on four years now. Late two t- 2007. Early 2007. Like February 2007. <laughs> and the All band right. breaks up right <laughs> now. <laughs> that's the end of the band. I don't know what year I moved here. 2006 is when you moved here. Late, late okay. Yeah. yeah, right. I don't yeah. know what I actually moved to Washington. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so either either three or four years we're coming up on. I'm pretty. Lots sure of people years. say that. Actually, you're not in the you're not in the minority. You're there. So and then uh, we've been through multiple instrumentalists and bass players, and um, so this this version of the Brotherhood has um, been together. I think Jimmy, you probably started on bass. What November October last year. Somewhere so we're there. we're at about a year in this this actual group here. So, and so uh, you know, you guys obviously South Sound band. You guys are uh, located, I believe, right here in Tacoma. Is that correct? Uh, I mean, Jimmy and I. Yeah, Jimmy actually lives down the street. I live in uh, Hilltop. So, and then Eric's actually down in Olympia. So all South Sound guys, yeah. South Sound band, very good. And we're, of course, big supporters of that. Uh, one of the reasons you hear it. And the song we listened to coming in is titled Minor Song. Uh, you guys have a great, it's a great sound, and it's an interest, interesting sound because it's kind of a throwback. It reminds me of some like Screaming Jay Hawkins, uh, maybe some early Sun record recording type stuff. It's uh, it's fresh. I mean, it's it's retro, it's throwback, but there's a there's a modern day twist on it. And it seems to me in Tacoma, a lot of the bands that are out there right now, kind of in this sort of '60s kind of revival type thing. Um, we have some southern rock going on. We have some. Uh, um, sort of Pink Floydish type uh, stuff going on, and you guys have seemed to have embraced that raw sort of '60s, maybe late '50s sound that was out there. Is that something that you guys have a passion for, or is this just something that comes out in your creative process, or is it something you're striving towards? Um, well, I, I would say actually it's funny that you bring up Screaming Jay Hawkins because I think the main sound of the Brotherhood kind of comes from Screaming Jay Hawkins. Um, even before I even knew who he was, I heard. <laughs> I actually heard um, heard uh, Feast of the Mau Mau, mm-hmm. one one day at driving driving home I was on KPLU and I was like, "That's an awesome song. I'm gonna write songs like that." And then you know, two years later, someone's like, "You guys sound like Screaming Jay Hawkins." I'm like, "Who's that?" <laughs> <laughs> and some uh, guy I heard on the radio. So, yeah, I and I was was like, osmosis. Oh, that that works. So, um, but I mean, I, you know, I think we all have pretty eclectic tastes. I mean, I'm. I'm more likely to go uh, 50s and back. Um, you know, I love, I love, you know, even the early like Sunhouse and mm-hmm. uh, and and Lead Belly and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's 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 kind of something that just happens though. It wasn't like really a, a, we started out wanting to sound like that, and a lot of our songs don't 
actually sound like that too. So we have, we, I mean, our eclectic tastes come out in our very eclectic music. So it's all it's different, all over each right, song, yeah. so forth. All right, well, let's listen to another one. This is titled "Love in a Box." Our guest today, Brotherhood of the Black Squirrel. name of the song is love is a box and your cd that is out right now is titled the number of the squirrel is there uh where can people get this uh well mostly they can get that at shows they can get it on uh, cd baby um they can also uh there's a few copies at buzzards in here in tacoma. downtown tacoma yeah and they can they can go in there and get a copy of that very good so. uh, we like buzzards that's a great place i mean it's i don't know how many people actually go <laughs> to record CD stores anymore. Me. I mean, yeah, I, I love really them. I, I'm keeping buzzards in, in business. I'm there you sure. go. Yeah, I mean, I love going. I love sifting through. It's still one of my favorite things. But it's like I was just in Best Buy today, and their CD selection section is like shrunk down to an aisle, whereas it used to be you know half the store and so forth. So it's a it's a weird phenomenon because everybody's moving to the internet now, uh, playing around the South Sound and. Um, with uh, other local bands and so forth, favorite venues for you guys? Where where do you guys like to play, and uh, what's it been like for you? What's your experience playing in the South Sound? How are the uh, what's the reception? How are the people coming out to your shows? I'm partial to Bob's Java Jive just because they've played there a lot. They give us our first shows in Tacoma, mm-hmm. so and it's just world really, famous. Yeah, it's Bob's just, Java it's just Jive. a great kind of dive place i love yeah. it <laughs> it does have a funky kind of uh it's, it's a very cool feel it's a hit or miss crowd you never there could, <laughs> it, it could be packed or it could be five people but there's just something or about three the <laughs> yeah we, we, we've played to big crowds and small crowds there it's kind of bit for a while it was kind of our uh our our home we were probably playing there once a month we slimmed that down we only played there a couple times this year but uh, but yeah, it's definitely very comfortable for us to play at the Jives. So. Now, Jimmy, you're the new guy in the group. Yeah. And um, how did you hook up with these guys? How did you uh, land into the Brotherhood? Tell us that. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, We're not sure either. Just <laughs> on a corner with a sign, we'll play for food. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was in a band called John Walker and the Hitchhikers, and we played shows with them. Okay. And uh, just, you know, became friends, so... Very good. Yeah, and then at some point, um, while John Walker and the Hitchhikers were still together, we uh, were without a bassist, and we actually stole John's um, bassist, who wasn't Jimmy. Well, Jimmy played bass occasionally, but Jimmy <laughs> more played drums. And uh, no. so we stole, stole stole John's bassist, Russ, and then we then we had Jimmy come play some keys, and then Russ decided he was going to move on, so we told Jimmy, okay, you're playing bass now. <laughs> and he went, no. And we said... Yes. Said, okay. <laughs> and, and it's worked out pretty it's well. It's worked out pretty well. <laughs> Obviously. Now, I want to talk, Patrick, about your guitar, because uh, I saw you at the um, 
uh, mashup or the jam the other the other night down at uh, the New Frontier, and I love Telecasters. I have one, but you have like a super cool Tele, the one with the <laughs> F hole in it, uh, an electric Tele with the F hole. Where did you pick that up? And is that like uh, was that like you know your first choice of guitar? Or is that just you know? I mean, how, how did that work? How does that work for you in choosing what you play? Because there's a certain sound obviously that you guys have, yeah. and it's very unique, and I think it's very cool, and I think that Telecaster has a lot to do with it. Well, um, yeah, the, the Telecaster has it has something to do with our sound. Uh, it's it, I've I've liked Telecasters for a long time. Um, they're real stripped down guitars, real you know, real simple, not a lot of flash and flair mm -hmm. to them. Um, so, excuse me. Uh, so I, I had on one for a while, and then I think I walked into Guitar Center one day, and they had had pretty much that guitar. And at that time, I was a broke twenty-one-year-old kid or whatever, and versus the not so broke twenty-five-year-old kid I am now. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I walked in there, I played it, and obviously didn't walk out with it. But I uh, wanted one from from there out, and then. I think uh, just found one on Craigslist that somebody was selling for a decent price and picked it up. But um, is it a hollow body? Hollow body? It is hollow body. Yeah, yeah. and I, I've been partial to hollow bodies for a while. They uh, they can you know if I get the get the, all my settings right, they feed back very in a very nice and controllable way. I actually for a while was playing um, with a uh, old Sears hollow body, and I still bring that out every once in a while. It's it's kind of fallen into some disrepair and, and <laughs> which they uh, will which yeah it's I mean, a serious it, product <laughs> well if you if you've been to some of our wilder shows you'd also know why it might have fallen into some disrepair <laughs> guitars don't like to fly no <laughs> and uh so but uh but yeah I, I i definitely very much like hollow bodies and and stripped down guitars so very good well there. speaking of sound let's listen to another track uh this is titled cannibal joe Brotherhood of the Black Squirrel. The name of the song is Cannibal Joe. Our guest today, Brotherhood of the Black Squirrel. Now, do you guys have? I know you guys just came off a pretty busy weekend. You guys were at Maltoberfest and I believe the Two Five Three Arts Festival, which yeah. was uh, uh, a, quite a successful event. A lot of there was so much action going on in Tacoma this weekend. It's really strange to see all the action going on in Tacoma because I can remember when there was like maybe one thing or two. Uh, do you guys have any gigs coming up in the future that people might be able to come out and, and see you? Our, our next gig is uh, um, the 30th of this month. We're going to be playing with uh, Big Wheel 
uh, Big Will Stunt Show and with Sweet Kiss Mama both and down at the uh, uh, down at Stone Stone Stonegate. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be so a great that show. Should, that should be a fun show. Um, other than that, I think that's that's pretty much all we have lined up right now. Yeah, well, I highly recommend that show to everybody because those that's uh, that's a great lineup. Stonegate, one of our favorite places. That's a place we like to haunt, and uh, the room is fun. It's a cool place, and uh, you know it's like the day before Halloween, right? It's time yeah. to cut yeah. loose, so it's a Saturday night <laughs> on fun. the thirtieth. Great. Now, uh, before we get on out of here, I want to ask you about um, your CD. It's titled "The Number of the Squirrel." And I understand, Patrick, that you basically uh, mixed, mastered, produced, and, and did all of this on here. Is that correct? Well, I, I mixed it. Um, I think it was a, a joint production between myself and Eric. Um, and then we actually had it mastered, uh, I think, by uh, it was Panic Studios up in Seattle. But, um, but yeah, we, we, I mean, me and Eric did the whole the recording and the mixing and everything ourselves. And. So it kind of sounds the way, but I still like it. I think it sounds. It's like thirteen songs on here, yeah. right? Yeah, it's a great CD. I highly recommend it to everybody. It's uh, it's got a cool vibe. It's got great tunes, and uh, the atmosphere and the ambiance you guys create with your music is uh, stellar, as we say here on the Northwest Convergence Zone. Um, real quick before we get on out of here, uh, just want to got to ask you this: Where does the name come from? Uh, Brotherhood of the right. Black Squirrel, and wanna- how do we join? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, that's. Uh, I think Eric can field the, the name the, one there. The the name actually comes from a, a Spanish short story called Los Hermanos de la Ardilla Negra, which is the brothers of the black squirrel. Right. And I was actually I was down in Mexico, and it was like a little local author in a town of La Palma, named uh, Carlos Garcia Juarez. Okay. And it's just a little short story he wrote. And clicked. I never even resonated. really read the story. I just really liked the title. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I I kinda, I, I, the brotherhood just sounded better than just the, the brothers. brothers so. yeah. Right. Yeah. I, and I think the, the kind of the other reason that it, it resonated was um, when we were looking at band names. Some of our, I mean, we besides the the screaming Jay Hawkins '50s stuff, we we're, we're also very big into some some more modern bands, like more more heavy bands, like maybe Mastodon or or, or different bands that have these very like scary big animal names and so right what actually one of the names we had played around with for a little while was uh really big animal or big animal really just <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> like that and so it was kind of then we thought it was kind of funny to to take this with that and uh and for it to be brotherhood of the black squirrel like like set it up it's for mysterious. this it's really scary you know because you see yourself brotherhood of the wolf or right. brotherhood of the black yeah. knife or something and then it's like <laughs> brotherhood of the black squirrel so it sets it up with this really like kind of ominous scary thing and then squirrels and it's like okay <laughs> well i like it i think it's a great name it's an attention getter it's something that you definitely can't forget because once you hear it it's like it's locked in brotherhood yeah. of the black squirrel what the hell but it's great folks i'm telling you and uh i want to thank you guys so much for coming in everybody Run out and grab this CD. If you're in Tacoma, head down to uh, where you say Buzzard Records. Buzzards, and yeah. it's also on uh, CD Baby. And uh, check them out on the 30th at Stonegate. That's a great lineup. And you guys will be back later with the with the live song, correct? Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys then. Thanks so much. Cool. The season, the outcome of a Super Bowl berth hangs in the balance. Only a miracle can save the Bears. It's Stanford. Greffy is standing over in the slot.
There have been great sports supporters down through history. Unfortunately, we don't have any of them. But here's our very own Matt Driscoll from the Weekly Volcano with this week's sports. All right, everybody. Big D here with you. And uh, I told, I've been talking about this for a couple of weeks. And this is going to be our brand new monthly sports section. And uh, we've been talking about it, telling you we're going to have a surprise guest, somebody who you would not believe is going to talk about sports. And our very own Matt Driscoll, who is the editor of the Weekly Volcano, is here with us, and every month he's going to check in, and we are going to talk sports. That's right, and I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks for having that. That intro was was fantastic. There. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, I'm going to try to live up to that. But <laughs> oh, you will, man. Yeah, between between that and all the hype leading up to it, it's been like you know the two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl. There, that, that's the first <laughs> sports mentioned there. Yeah, but it was like the two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl, the unbearable hype, and now we're finally here. We're so, finally, yeah. fi- everyone can breathe a sigh exactly. of relief. And now they know who it is. And uh, so, yeah, so once a month, at the, uh, we're going to set it up on the very first Sunday of every month. And we're going to do basically a monthly review of the past month in sports. We're going to talk some sports, just like guys hanging out at a bar and um, or, you know, over the water cooler or whatever, talking about uh, local sports, national sports and all kind of different sports topics. Now, you have a... Uh, the, the volcano is kind of branching out here, doing something that a lot of the uh, the alternative papers don't do, and you guys are going to start talking sports, right? Yeah, I mean that's the that's the general idea. We're not just uh, we're not just uh, sitting around here because uh, because it sounds like a, a really good idea to talk sports. Although I think it does sound like a Beautiful. really yeah, it's a fantastic <laughs> idea. But no, we're uh, you know we're not going to be breaking down defenses or, or or anything like that. But we are about to kick off a uh, it's called Cup Check, a uh, a weekly uh, sports based <laughs> column. Uh, more looking at it, you know, sports is entertainment. Uh, the, th- the thing about it is, and the thing I've always noticed within the, the realm of a kind of alt journalism or, or alt papers that, you know, that I've worked for is there's this big disconnect between uh, sports and, and kind of the arts, uh, music, uh, alt, you know, I think the alt guys and the bands, you know, they were the guys that got picked on by the jocks in high school. And, you know, there's just, you know, it's, it's not really cool to talk about sports when, you, when you're, you know, writing for an alternative press paper but i'm not buying that but and everybody does because exactly because we know a lot of the bands and a lot of the band members i'm in fantasy football exactly. and hockey leagues with these How, guys. how'd you do today any any suck yeah uh, i have two teams one of them's not doing bad but i still have some players tomorrow and the other one i got killed in fact i got killed by jason flom of the legend of bigfoot That's jason rough. You rock today, he, buddy. He, he put a solid he fantasy put up team a together. Solid See? team together, and yeah. that's what I'm talking about, yes. guys. And, exactly. And uh, and when and some of them come here on uh, Monday night. We watch Monday night football right. together, and so we do talk sports. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's everybody. It's, it's talking. a natural well, yeah. thing because it's part of the fabric of society today. That that's exactly right. And we're we're going to try to take it, in, you know, in in a, in a fun direction. You know, we're not going to be talking about the stuff that you that you already read everywhere. This isn't KJR. We're not doing right. Cairo sports. Right. We're not going to be breaking down the game right no not at all because uh yeah i don't even know that much but <laughs> but i do know how to make fun of uh of, of professional athletes and uh you know and i do like the name of your uh your new column cup check when was the last time you were in a cup check line oh it's been a it's been <laughs> it's been a while been, been a while if yeah. you're not wearing it that can be a brutal process it is, yeah it, it invokes <laughs> some imagery there so i thought it was uh it was a winner in yes, terms of column names go <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what's the topic today, Matt? Well, you know, I just thought, uh, you know, I'd, we'd bat it around a little bit. One of the first uh, 
columns I'm going to, I think I, we're going to pen here is just on, on players you love to hate. And I know yes. I've got a long list oh, of, uh, who doesn't? of players that I just, uh, I see, you know, in all sports, pa- players from the ages, you know, that, that just, just, you hate them. You yeah. Hate I them. mean, I'll start off my, my, the first player that I absolutely love to hate was Kermit Washington. And probably nobody knows this guy, but my favorite player of all time was Rudy Tomjanovich of the Houston Rockets. And Kermit Washington threw a haymaker on that boy that almost killed him. It did, and that's not even really a joke. I mean, no, that, no, that was no. a punch for the ages. It there, was. If you've ever seen that clip... It's, YouTube it, kids. It's wicked to it, watch. Yeah, it is. That, that was the golden era of sports there. With yes, the, it was. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in Houston, so I went to see the Astros, the Oilers. We hated the Raiders. You know, yeah. we uh, we hated like Howie Long. We couldn't stand that guy. Uh, I remember the re- when the big red machine would roll into town. Hated Joe Morgan. Hated <laughs> Pete Rose. Yeah. Uh, the only guy that we really liked to roll into town was Hank Aaron because we wanted to watch him hit a home run. Yeah. Uh, I hated Reggie Jackson. Yeah. You know, uh, you want to talk modern times? Never really cared for uh, like the NBA lost me a long time ago, and I can pretty much name all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, anytime you talk about NBA and, and people that you know that you hate here especially you know locally i think uh you know you start talking about How- howard schultz and you know oh, i mean there's still Lord, a lot of yes. pain from sonics fans so that's still that's kind of that's, that's a touchy, touchy subject yeah it is i see you know when you talk to sonics fans you can see the pain in their eyes so i i think the nba has lost a lot of people and it, it seems to be continuing to lose people because it's just kind of absurd but uh yeah it's a joke uh yeah a lot of a lot of pain here uh I, locally or, or you know in terms of recent players uh i think the guy that I really, you know, I, I I should I should come out and say I am from Denver and I am a Bronco fan. So yeah, that- in fact, uh, in Seahawk Nation, in Seahawk oh, country. Yeah. Uh, Matt walks in today wearing a different Bronco. Hat. That, well, we got a we got a rare we got a rare uh, road victory today, so I'm I'm not Just embarrassed. To wear, yeah, absolutely. Bumped it. Uh, Kyle Orton led us to two and uh, two and two, so uh, things are looking up on the Bronco front. Yes. But it's, speaking of players you hate, I mean, I grew up here as a Bronco fan, so I know that uh, maybe perhaps many of you in this room uh, hate John Elway. I actually like John Elway, but I know the folks around here. Hate that. I boy. took a lot of grief. I took a lot of grief growing up. Horse uh, face. Yeah, I heard it Mr. all. Right. Ed. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, some of those games in the Kingdom. You know, I was young, impressionable, in my little Elway jersey. Oh, you know, about wow. twelve, and you know, seeing those uh, haggard Seahawk fans just shouting stuff at me. It's 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 burned in my in my for. But that's the beauty of sports. But, Saved you into the man you are yeah, today. Absolutely. But I was gonna. I think my least favorite player right now, and he's actually on TV tonight, is is Whiny Jake. Cutler. I don't oh, know. If, uh, yes, that guy. Can, can he whine anymore? I don't know. I, I mean, don't... if he did, he would have like a, a wine distillery. Seriously. I, I mean, seriously, that guy. The guy is not. Every time they put a mic in front of his face, it's like, uh, dude, did your mom like spank you a lot as a kid or seriously? Something? I, uh, I I I heard a rumor, and I believe it to be true that he still lives with his parents. I don't. I, <laughs> he lives in their. Basement. I can't. I can't verify that, but I just don't like the guy. He's 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 awfully talented, but. God, he just the way he carries himself. Now, I just, what about because um, there's uh, there's characters, you know, uh, sports characters from you know all genres. You got baseball, basketball, football, and then you have hockey. And uh, I mean, for me, I think uh, Bertuzzi was a guy in Vancouver, and I and he's gone now. He's I don't even know who he plays for. He's like disappeared in the fabric of the NHL, and they've really kept a wraps on him. But Bertuzzi laid down a hit a couple of years ago that really literally almost killed a guy yeah 
and it was so egregious that even the Vancouver fans booed this guy yeah. out of town. Yeah. And rightfully so. Yeah, I, I, I remember. I remember seeing the the, the highlight of that. I, I got to admit, like like most Americans, I don't, I don't follow <laughs> don't follow the hockey too much. Uh, you know, but you're more Australian rules football. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, you know, that a hit like that just 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 kind of you know sticks in your head. And yeah, that was really kind of a gruesome mo- moment in yeah, sports. Yeah. Okay. Now this I know this is a little off of the uh, you know who do we hate and type thing, but I, I've never understood this. Um, I, I, I enjoy hockey here and there, but, okay, NFL, NBA, NBA, you get in a fight, you get fined, they're pulling you apart, everyone's going crazy, the commissioner steps in and makes statements. In hockey, everybody backs off and lets them beat the crap out of each other until somebody goes down. Right. And Canada's probably supposedly the most – you know, nice nation. They're very friendly, and but they love to watch these guys beat the shit out of each other. And I've never gotten that about hockey. Right. Well, I mean, they might be onto something. I mean, you know, maybe they all all Canadians just take their aggression out, you know, on the skates. And, and I think in baseball the- we should let them go. Yeah. Bring the bats out. Start throwing <laughs> baseballs. I, I yeah. I don't know. You might cross the line when you start going bats, but I you know more brawls in sports. Uh, you know, I, I might vote yes on that proposition if you gave me some time to think about it. I mean, it adds to the uh, it adds to the intrigue. More bass than balls. I think that's what she said. Yeah. So. <laughs> but I'm ch- yeah. Uh, real quick, though, I want to ask you about uh, a local issue here. Um, we drive by on Highway 16, and you look over at Cheney Stadium, and it's like a shell of what it used to be. Yeah. They're really tearing that thing down. Yeah. And um, thirty million dollars they're put it pouring into this thing, and uh, I, the thing I found the most fascinating though was talk about a a lack of confidence in your team well before the season was over this was all put into motion about when they were going to tear it down when they were going to renovate this thing and it was during the playoffs yeah so they had no confidence classic in their team that they were actually going to make the playoffs so they had to ship up to safeco which worked out for those guys but is that a total Tacoma move or what it is I mean I I mean I know we're just talking about uh minor league baseball here but but yeah yeah I mean it seems like the ultimate uh vote of no confidence there that that, you know to plan it during the playoffs it's uh because I remember when they were going to take down Yankee Stadium yeah and during the playoffs that's all they talked about was when this is over this is all be gone and I mean they knew right they they assumed you don't you don't plan a stadium renovation for the playoffs (laughs) unless you just you're you're not going to the the playoffs but yeah Yeah, they uh, did well they did yeah you know good for our boys yeah the hometown boys yeah no that was uh that was pretty much one of the only things that baseball fans around here had to cheer about oh it's the only thing the uh talk about an excruciating baseball season Uh, well maybe the little leaguers yeah you know we had some washington little leaguers that did pretty well that's true the kids in auburn yeah Yeah, they did pretty well that was fun to watch. That was fun to watch. That, so, yeah. Good times. Yeah, so. not not as much fun as watching Griffey and uh, no. Waka. Yeah, that was just a train wreck <laughs> waiting to happen for uh, for the very – are they over yet? I mean, is uh, it, is, have geez, they lost man, 100 yet? I, I mean, I don't even – you know what? I haven't even checked it in so long yeah. because I just checked you out and, a while You ago. and everybody else. Although I think uh, is, today's Sunday. I, 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 was, I, I don't know if Felix pitched tonight. It's the – He it's, should win. 
definitely should win the Cy Young. If he doesn't, it's a crime. It's an absolute crime. He may not have the wins no. in the column. And he's gotten national press for this because if you watch ESPN, you watch the Insiders, you watch Pardon the Interruption, they're all lobbying for him, right. which I find amazing. It is. Because in, with the New York and the East Coast bias and everything, the fact that they would be giving kudos to our boy out here it tells me a lot, and, and I really think they're going to give it to him. I, I hope you're right, although I just just being the, the Northwest sports fan that I am, there's, <laughs> the just, this, there's just this part of me that, I, no, they're not, it's going to go to the Yankee. It's, <laughs> the Yankee's going to get it. But All he right. certainly deserves it. It's been the, the lone bright spot in a long, miserable, miserable baseball year. All right. Well, really quick, tell us again about uh, Cup Check. Cup what? Check, yeah. Uh, sports column. It's sports is entertainment. We're just going to make a lot of jokes, you know, some Ben Roethlisberger jokes, you know. Uh, you know, it's going to be <laughs> good it's going to start here in the next couple weeks weeklyvolcano.com in the paper and uh i think you should get an interview with the ref that took five years to uh, apologize oh yeah for the screw up in the super uh, bowl yeah seahawk fan i i <laughs> they've been they, they're they're still awfully sore about that but uh yeah i see i'm not a seahawk fan so i, well, I don't I mean, feel the pain that, that, that i know this, i'm not either but i mean if it was my team i horrible I would be calls pissed off horrible calls no end, horrible know. calls we all saw it it yeah. was it was obvious to the nation yeah and it was five years later the guy Comes hey, out, at least so. he was man enough to admit it, right? Only I took him five because years. because the statute of limitations <laughs> right. had run. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, Matt, thanks so much, and we will catch up with you next month on another edition of This Month in Sports. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right, hope you guys enjoyed a little sports talk there. Double D, I noticed you didn't chime in. Well, I was going to, but I would. I didn't want to embarrass you guys with all my knowledge because <laughs> i all you guys out there know that i am like the biggest oh, sports double fan. d is like a sports walking encyclopedia yeah everything i know is nothing yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we got to get you involved in the conversation though in uh in the months to come yeah you guys have to teach me something yeah well we're trying to but uh it's a long long process yes but uh all right hey that's it for the uh this week's edition of the northwest convergence zone please get out and vote for us uh we just noticed that during this week they are not i repeat they are not going to be showing the uh, current results like they've been doing up to this point so we don't know where we stand all we know is that the last the last position we were was in fifth place we had five percent of the vote rivers was ahead of us and then it was um ichabod and then reamer and then Fitz, uh jackie and bender fresh on our heels the men's room they're making waves too Help us, folks. Help us stay in fifth place, and then let's throw a huge party for Tacoma. Thank you guys so much for listening. This is Big D, and this has always been the Northwest Convergence Zone. Where all things come together. Thanks, Double D. We will see you guys next week where we have another big show, lots of stellar guests. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're out of here. Let's listen to a live track that was laid down right here by the Brotherhood of the Black Squirrel. See you guys next week. Time. This is, uh, this is a song. It's going to be on our uh, new album that should come out in the next couple months. This song is called The Blues You Get When Someone Has Finally Set Off the Bomb. And you've had to kill your own radiation zombie mother with a wooden rice spoon. It's a long title, I know. <laughs>
of the Northwest Convergence Zone. Email us at nwconvergencezone at gmail.com.